longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Forgiveness can be hard, but oftentimes it's the only way one can move on. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself, a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and today the theme for our show is the gift of forgiveness. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Each week, we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. Simple gifts for loving, laughing, living, learning, and leading. With this week's theme, The Gift of Forgiveness, forgiveness, we're going to talk about the worth in forgiveness and the power that forgiving someone can hold. Uh, Today, we're reading from The Gift of Forgiveness by Steve Mitchell from our book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, The Gift of Forgiveness. My very good friend was six years old and very lost. From a broken family, his dad had left when he was two years old. Although he didn't understand why his heart felt as if it had a giant hole in the middle, he knew that something was missing. The suggestion of a family was foreign to him. When he visited friends who had real families, he felt ashamed to admit that he only had one parent. Later in his life, he told his story to me. I was intrigued and began to ask many questions in order to truly understand his experience. Perhaps I could possibly help. He described a feeling of emptiness, shame, and confusion. He thought it was his fault that he did not have a dad. When I asked how a six-year-old could truly understand what what she meant, he suddenly looked away from me and thought for a long while. With tears in his eyes, he looked back and said, I do not know how a six-year-old could understand what shame truly means, but I can tell you this. If there was a way I could go back in time to hold that little boy until his shame finally went away, went away, I would do it no matter how long it took. That little lost six-year-old was I. When I went back to heal his pain, he thought he taught me two secrets that are timeless treasures that I wish to share with you. The first is that children are never the cause of a divorce, ever. If you are faced with parents who no longer choose to live together, remember that you did not cause their separation. They are both devastated that they may have failed you. Believe me, you are loved. And the second secret is that they is that we need to forgive. To forgive means to accept that something bad has happened and to let go of the emotional pain associated with it. When you forgive someone, it is not about them hurting you and letting them off the hook or letting go of your resentment. True forgiveness comes from forgiving before anyone hurts you or makes you mad. While we forgive other people, the act of forgiveness really benefits the person who does the forgiving. It allows us to let go of the emotional hurts. Forgiveness requires strength of character. It takes courage to forgive. 
Why does it always seem that the bigger, healthier, happier, coolest, and most impressive person forgives first? Or maybe it's the other way around. So here's an exercise that we have to forgive your enemies. You can start by picking one person that has made you mad or has hurt you or you are jealous of or seems to be above or beneath you or cuts you off in traffic or spills hot coffee on your lap. Finding someone to forgive is easy. Hold an image of them closely in your thoughts. See them, feel them, and let them in. In your mind's eye, see them being successful. See them smiling. Know they are happy and content. And be happy for them and give them all of your love. Then give them more. Create a colorful, active, and clear picture. See them enjoying a wonderful life and laughing and enriched with love. Don't question it. Do it. And if it doesn't come easily, work harder. Keep it up. And then... Begin to notice how your feelings change. You may feel lighter. You may surprisingly see them very differently. It doesn't matter what happens. Keep showering your offenders with love and light. Once you get good at this seek and shower with love practice, it's time to dig deeper to find those sentiments of anger or hurt that are buried in your past. Repeat your positive treatment. Most importantly, find the one person in your life that needs your love and forgiveness more than any other, probably your number one enemy, yourself. We must learn to forgive ourselves and forge ahead. You get the picture. Imagine yourself being loved, successful, happy, and joyful. Feel, smell, taste, and experience total absolution. Allow yourself to be embraced by love. Get creative. Breathe and see yourself with everything you could possibly want. Be first to forgive. Finally, don't forget to thank that six-year-old inside of you. So, with this entire uh, thought of being forgiving, it's it's a very hard concept to understand for a lot of people, I think, because really, being forgiving is not something that can come easily, you know, especially in a certain situation, whenever you're in. It could be the hardest time to forgive somebody that you ever experienced and with that kind of feeling it brings especially with the story it brings a sense of courage to be able to forgive somebody and there have been a lot of times where I've had to forgive somebody for something that they did wrong to me and for the longest time I couldn't bring myself to do it because I kept thinking you know they hurt me so badly or or I can't bring myself to do that because I can't let go of those negative feelings from what they did to me but as I thought about it more and more the more I started to realize that I'm holding on to this kind of anger or resentment and that's hurting me not them so that's a huge uh, kind of thing to understand when you're forgiving someone is you're not doing it really for them which in a case you are but you're really doing it for yourself you're allowing yourself to move on and to really allow yourself to believe that you finally moved on and you can now go on with your life and you don't have to carry that baggage around with you. And especially when it has to do with uh, family problems or in a relationship and you just had some trouble or if it was a friend and those kind of situations are the hardest to get over is if somebody betrayed you. And I've had that happen to me a couple times, uh, but I, I won't get into the specifics uh, for the sake of time. But I used to think that I could never 
I could never forgive somebody for doing that to me. But once I started to realize that I need to do this, it made me live a much better life because I was able to figure out that it was more of an apology to myself for allowing me to dwell on something like that. So when it's when you hear uh, the saying, you have to forgive yourself first before you can forgive anybody else, that's a very, very true statement. Because how can you forgive somebody else for doing wrong to you when you haven't forgiven yourself for doing wrong to your own self? And there's a saying um, that my pastor would say uh, is get the, I think it's, it's a, uh, a section in the Bible where it, it talks about uh, kind of taking the plank out of your eye before you uh, take the splinter out of, out of another's eye. It's kind of um, showing how that to understand, especially when somebody's saying, you know, you need to love yourself before you love others. Uh, and it kind of goes on to to really connect with forgiveness. And um, it's just, it's a hard concept to understand for a lot of people. And it's it's not easy to do, which that is okay. It doesn't have to be easy. If it, would e- if it was easy, everybody would do it. And it's, it's kind of hard. But um, we have also a segment from our book, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. And this section is The Gift of Forgiveness. So I can read that for you guys as well. So it says, But mother, those of you who are parents have heard this many times. Before you give in to teenagers' requests, are you sufficiently prepared to forgive the consequences? During the time that I was writing this book, I often based tried, uh, tried out material um, on my weekly radio programs, this was a great way to fine-tune my stories and get reactions from listeners. One week, Dr. Gerald Jampolsky, author of Forgiveness, the Greatest Healer of All, was scheduled to appear, and I hadn't written a chapter on the gift of forgiveness. As the date approached, I hoped a story would come to me, but none did. During our interview, I read a poem instead, but soon after, the chapter wrote itself. My Christmas present to my husband that year was a weekend away for fun, sun, rest, relaxation, and romance during February when Northern California weather was at its dreariest. My gift included airline tickets and non-stop to Palm Springs, a rented convertible, a bottle of champagne, and two nights at a glorious French chateau on Lake uh, La Quinta. I made arrangements for our daughter to spend the weekend with friends, which made her extremely unhappy. Heather felt we should trust her to stay at home alone. She had always been a very responsible young lady, and we had every reason to trust her. We tried to explain that there had been several local incidents where teens threw racist parties, uh, ruckus parties while their parents were out of town. We didn't want Heather to find herself in an unpleasant situation she couldn't handle despite her best intentions. Of course, she thought this was ridiculous. Our heated discussion went on for a week, and as, I wa- as she and I walked the baby lamb together that night, We talked about trust and responsibility. Mostly, I just listened to her, please. She told me that that a very busy weekend she was planning while we were gone. She would need many different changes of clothes for her various activities. Plus, she had to come home three times a day to feed the animals. 
Why can't I just stay in my own home, own home, she pleaded. You are locking me out of my life. I'll have to pack my entire closet. Her reasoning seemed sound, and I was truly considering her request. Happily for us, my intuition prevailed. On that long-anticipated February Friday, my husband and I locked the house and left for what we knew would be a magical weekend. We were bumped from our flight, but arrived in Palm Springs only a few hours late. There we picked up our rented convertible and drove to the beautiful two angels in bed and breakfast on Lake La Quinta. Both of us were really ready for a great weekend, but our pleasure turned to anxiety when Heather phoned early the next morning. Between sobs, she explained she was okay. However, an unauthorized party had taken place in the gardens of our home the previous night. About 200 teenagers had arrived in uninvited and started a bonfire. There was damage to the pond, the flower beds, the light fixtures, and lawn, and we were in shock and didn't know how to react. We tried to get all the facts, but quickly realized there were there that there are always three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and the truth. The good news is that nobody was hurt, and Heather took full responsibility for allowing the party to occur. She genuinely accepted remorseful and accepted the consequences of her actions, patiently enduring our restrictions while she paid off the damages. So that was a story of just uh, allowing um, their parents to forgive their daughter of what happened, and it was a very serious situation. But uh, during the break, we're going to have to stop this pretty early. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. And also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on the gift of forgiveness. I'm Asia Gonzalez. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and, and today our show is all about the gift of forgiveness. We have a wonderful guest on here today. She is a New York Times bestselling author who has a novel in the works called Nabbed in New Orleans. This middle grade novel is a coming of age adventure dealing with hope and fear and heroic animals and their heroic and human friends in post Katrina New Orleans in which they discover love, friendship and find forgiveness. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Mary. Hi, I'm so happy to be here with you. We're happy to have you. Thanks. So your work in progress, Nab in New Orleans, a middle grade novel, deals with what it means to be a friend, to forgive, and to find oneself in the process. So this is very central to our theme of the show, which is a gift of forgiveness. So what made you want to write about forgiveness? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, I think forgiveness is a really integral part of every human being's existence on this planet. Um, and it's difficult whether you're asking to be forgiven or whether you are forgiving someone else for doing something to you that hurts you. Um, I stumbled upon a few months ago a quote from Mark Twain about forgiveness, and uh, it was pro- quite profound, and I'd like to share it with you. Yes, for sure. Uh, Thank you. He, um, he says that uh, forgiveness is the fragrance the violet sheds under the heel that crushed it. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a lot to think about. Um, and, of course, there are always, we talked about two sides to forgiveness, you know, um, needing to forgive and needing to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And... In relationship to your question about what made me want to write about forgiveness is that I often find myself on the side of needing to be forgiven. (laughs) And just, honestly, just the other day, um, I found myself in that position again, and I try to avoid it as much as I possibly can. Um, But there I was, and uh, I was writing a blog post for a blogger, and it was about an illustrated book that I had written, and I was doing it on the fly, and I left off the illustrator's name in the blog post, and it was very unintentional, because I love this person, and I love her work, but by leaving her out, that really hurt her. And then it hurt me deeply because I had hurt her. So I've learned, you know, to say sorry as soon as you realize that you've done something like that. Mm -hmm. And I can only hope that she will end up um, understanding that I didn't do it on purpose. And um, I was just doing the best I could 
with what I had in that moment. And um, I'm hoping yeah. that she will forgive. Yeah, that's very, very understandable. Oh, I'm sure she will. And that's very, uh, very humble of you to be able to uh, instantly realize that you need to um, ask for forgiveness or say I'm sorry. And, and just being able to be that kind of a strong person. And with your book that you are uh, doing right now, where do your stories come from? Where do the ideas come from? Is it Do they come from your personal life? Do they come from others in your life that you know? They come from they come from both of those two arenas, and they come from everything uh, that attracts me as a unique human being. Mm-hmm. So whatever is intriguing to me, I kind of store away I'm a, I'm, if I'm attracted to it. And actually, story ideas come to me as just little bits of ideas. Um, do either of you, uh, are either of you writers? Uh, I try to, and I tend to a writer's block a lot, but I try to write as much as I possibly can. Well, that's a great way to approach it. That that is yeah. uh, that's perfect. Um, so yeah. you just get sort of a little hint of an idea, and then all of a sudden you become like this magnet that attracts ideas, events, observations, all kinds of things to you that somehow you know are going to relate to that story, but you just don't know at the moment mm-hmm. how that is going to. Um, how that might work into a story. So I have, and if you don't write it down or keep it in some way, you're, you know, I've discovered that um, I lose it. So I have two ways of storing those discoveries. If it's a, um, an article in a magazine or a newspaper uh, or, you know, hmm, something that I wrote down on a napkin that I saw mm-hmm. in a restaurant, I'm too lazy to scan all of that, so I just keep it in a binder. And just to give you an idea, um, uh, a while back we were in Paris and walking along the Champs-Élysées, and I looked down and there was a little uh, rectangular blue piece of paper. And um, as a writer, I couldn't resist it. I had to pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) And it was from a Professor Coubet, who was a grand voyant or a psychic medium. And it was just so funny to have this little bitty flyer about this man. And some of the things that he promised, he promised results in a week. And... (laughs) You didn't have to pay until the results actually, you actually got results. I don't know how he worked that one out. (laughs) And uh, he assured you that that he would be ultimately discreet. And I just knew, if I, I'm not sure how this works. If I hold this up, can you see it? Or is the, is it blank? Um, No, but you can explain it to us. What is it? Okay, so I... I thought it would be kind of fun for you to see it, but since you yeah. can't see it, it's just, you know, a tiny little piece of sort of azure blue paper. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew somehow that that was really, uh, that attracted me. 
that caught my attention. And I knew somehow that it would work into a story, and so I kept it, and it, it did. So that's sort of... But then there are other kinds of ideas, like you're, you're sitting there, people watching, and you notice you know, how somebody is uh, raising their eyebrows in an odd way, and uh, maybe you hear somebody's name, and it's very intriguing to you, like Cosmo. I saw that name yeah. the other day, and I thought, hmm, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And so anything like that, I keep in digital um, uh, logs of ideas. So on my computer, I have documents for yeah. um, dialogue and uh, character names and uh, character movements, yeah. things like that, themes, different themes that I would like to explore. So I have those two different ways of, of keeping yeah. ideas, and uh, that always keeps me fresh. Yes, that's, that's, really, that's, that's really cool. Um, kind of similar to that. I really do enjoy writing as well. And one of the things I do is like, I get most of my inspiration from um, conversations I have with people just because I'm so talkative. But Mm -hmm. um, I also, similar to you, have um, a notepad on my phone that I just have, it's like a scrolling list of probably too long right um, now, but of ideas and things that inspire me, which is really awesome. That is awesome. And something that you talked about um, was the, the two sides of forgiveness. So you talked about needing to be forgiven, and then also forgiving someone else. So in your book, um, Remy, the main character, experiences forgiveness in a bunch of different ways. So could you talk about uh, a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. I think uh, that Remy is um, somewhat like me <laughs> in that um, there isn't much that she, at least in this book, that she needs to forgive, but there are a few things she needs to ask forgiveness for, and not for anything that she did intentionally, but just because her passion leads her into things that might cause her to ask for forgiveness. But in doing so, she learns that everyone does the best they can with what they've got in that moment. And it took me personally so long to learn that because I, you know, I had to stop making assumptions about people and their intentions. Uh, And when I could stop doing that, that helped me to stay out of situations where I needed to ask for forgiveness. So Remy is learning that as well. Mm. So with the... uh, discussion about Remy, what makes Remy so likable to the reader? What trait is the most admirable and which ones create situations requiring forgiveness? Well, I think when I was 13, that was one of my most favorite times of life. And um, it's a very powerful time in a a young girl's life. And um, so I... I understand how it feels to be 13. And Remy is spunky. She's really brave. She's a heroine, really. Um, She has the quality of being loyal to uh, her best friend, Niles, and to everybody that she loves. Um, She's not as down-to-earth as Niles is. Uh, She's way more whimsical and... um, uh, much more intuitive, let's say, uh-huh. than he is. Mm. 
Yeah, that's that's really cool. And I think that the fact that you made Remy such a likable character and someone so relatable, and the fact that she gets into these situations that um, cause her to need forgiveness from people is what makes what make books really great. Because when um, books are only memorable when you yourself can relate to them, and I think the best books are the kinds that you can apply um, to many different situations and experiences you've had in your life, mm-hmm. um, and which is really cool. So. Are, other than forgiveness, are there any certain themes or ideas you find yourself writing about over and over again? Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. And um, I think most writers, if you ask them that question, would answer the same way. Uh, for me, it's um, seeing each person and each animal, since I love animals, as um, a gift to the world. Uh, and it, another theme that I find myself working with all the time is it doesn't matter how old you are, you can make a difference in the world. Uh, obviously forgiveness and um, certainly, especially in Remy's case, how to maintain your power when awful things happen. Uh-huh. So those are mm-hmm. yeah. some things I find myself writing about all the time. Definitely. So, wow, thank you so much for sharing all your information. Don't forget that BTSYA will be at our Pear and Wine Festival on September 26th, where you can meet our radio personalities in person. Thanks to our sponsors, Brooke Olbrey's Children's Success Unlimited, Verbrugge Construction, and the La Miranda Weekly for helping us orchestrate our booth. For info, visit starstyleradio.net and click on events. I'm Kaisine Kelly. And I'm Asia Gonzalez, looking forward to meeting you at the Pear Festival. Also, remember to visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation with Mary on the gift of forgiveness. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. 
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and today's topic is the gift of forgiveness. And I'm Kaisin Kelly. Today we have Mary back with us to talk a little bit more about why she thinks the ability to forgive is such an important skill to have. Mary is working on a novel called Nabbed in New Orleans. This book is all about a group of friends who are in post-Katrina New Orleans, and they learn what it means to be a friend to forgive, and to find oneself in the process. Hello again, and thanks for staying here with us, Mary. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So we have here a photo of you with really cute baby tigers, and you're (laughs) bottle feeding them, which is really adorable. And you (laughs) talked a little bit about your love for animals and treating them as equals, which I think is a super important topic. So can you tell us a little bit more about the photo? Yeah. um, I, for... (laughs) Ever since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to hold a large cat. And this opportunity came to me, and I just thought I was going to die from being so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I Just holding them was absolutely fabulous. They smell kind of of nutty. Um, I know that sounds Mm. really strange, but (laughs) kind of... I don't want to call it musky, but kind of nutty. But, I mean, they smell like little babies. And Mm -hmm. it was so much fun to give them the bottle. And actually, the only reason that I went to this particular place to do this is because they don't keep their big cats caged. They have more like a safari setting for Uh them. Um, If they had kept them caged... Um, I would have been very worried about what would have happened to the babies once they started yeah. to grow up. And I'm yeah. sure you understand that, too. So um, it was an absolutely fabulous experience. I still want to have the opportunity to uh, actually stand with a big cat. Mm-hmm. And, that would be uh, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And touch them. And I don't know. I just, my friends think I'm absolutely crazy, but I really would <laughs> love to do that. That would be so cool. Uh, Remy is actually a photographer in the book. Are you a photographer? Do you take pictures of animals and, and that kind of thing? I take pictures of my kitty Dash because he's such a character. <laughs> <laughs> so adorable. I can relate to that. Yeah. Do you have lots of pictures? What kind of a pet do you have? I have a cat named Ella, and she has been overweight for quite a few number of years. The doctors have tried to put her on a couple of diets, but they never seem to work just because she does not move. So she just stays. She gets up <laughs> in the morning. She finds one position that's semi in the sun, and she'll stay there for the rest of the day. So I'm always like halfway through the day, like going to cuddle with my cat and I'll come back in two hours and she'll still be there in a <laughs> oh slightly gosh. altered position. And she's just oh the cutest. Boy. So I have quite the collection of pictures. So I that's as far that. as my pho- photography skills go. 
Yes, <laughs> and I can relate to that. I'm the exact same way. So, um, that actually, that's kind. Of, no, I'm not a photographer, obviously. So. Sure. Part of the fun of being a writer is that you get to learn, you, you actually, when you write fiction, I know it's hard to believe, but you have to do a lot of research. So mm-hmm. since I'm not a photographer, that was one area of research that I had to work on a lot. But my um, brother-in-law, Jim, is uh, not only a tr- an attorney, but he's a very accomplished photographer. So he's my go-to guy when I need questions. Um, to make sure that what Remy is doing with her camera and what she plans to do are authentic and actually can be done. So I have I have a built-in expert that I go to. That's awesome. Going <laughs> off of kind of what you said about having to do research for fiction, um, this summer one of the things I did was um, interned at Pixar, and one of the big things they do are oh. research trips. So even for like a Pixar film, they're going on research trips to whether it be like Paris for Ratatouille or... And, uh, the sad researcher who had to go watch Trash Decompose for Wally. Um, <laughs> but can you um, talk a little bit more about maybe your favorite um, research thing related to fiction that you had to do and kind of where you start? So you get your inspiration and then from there you have to do research. So what is the best research thing you've ever done? Oh, God. The best research thing I ever did was to go to Paris because uh, Remy has um, another novel that I'm writing called Peril in Paris. And uh, Remy's an orphan, and she lives with her Uncle Martin, who's a fashion designer, in Paris. And um, that was the most fun trip I... Well, no, that's not the most fun trip, actually. But it was great for research, because I actually got basically everything that I needed in terms of setting and uh, the myriad questions that I needed to ask to make sure that the story I was telling, you know, could actually happen. Um, But probably the most fun place uh, is when we went to Kenya and Tanzania in Africa. And oh, oh, God, it was so stunning. Just Unbelievable! It's just indescribable about how beautiful East Africa is. And I went there because I'd always wanted to go to um, Africa. But also, I was doing tons of research for another Remy novel that um, has yet to be written. And I got lots of really good ideas from having my feet on the ground there and talking with people who live there and observing and just being, having your whole body immersed in that Uh culture and in that country. Yeah. That's kind of the perks that you have. (laughs) Oh, I must go to Kenya. (laughs) Somebody has to do it. So you can kind of use that as an excuse. Be like, Oh, I've, I've got to do this for work, so I should probably just take this kind of vacation <laughs> that, so for reasons. I would just start writing books about very exotic places. Uh-huh. Give <laughs> <laughs> you an excuse. <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> Definitely. So you've also written a story about, um, or you set your story in New Orleans, um, going mm-hmm. off of how you um, have traveled to many places for your story. So why did you choose New Orleans as your setting? Well, 
basically for two reasons. One, we just talked about this. I love the city and the French Quarter especially. Um, so I wanted to set one of her stories there. And I've been there three or four times, so I have lots of boots on the ground understanding um, of that setting. And the second reason that is that Remy, as we just discussed, is an orphan living in Paris with her Uncle Martin, who's a fashion designer. But I wanted some of her stories to be set in the States, so they'd be maybe more relatable to um, our children here. So what I did was I placed her French Aunt Fabi in New Orleans, which is a place with lots and lots of French influence. So... um, that's part. That's that. Those are the two main reasons why I chose that setting for her in this story. Mm-hmm. So you've actually written many award-winning books. How does that feel? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Actually, it feels that the, the uh, it feels very humbling because mm-hmm. in the two books that Kirby Larson and I have written together thus far, um. We have the privilege of being a voice for the voiceless. And there's just, it's just a privilege. It's very humbling. We write about, together, we write about interspecies Mm -hmm. friendships. And um, they're they're stories that are inspiring. Um, Animals have stories to tell, but they have no way of telling them. Yeah. If they don't have a storyteller by their side telling their story in a way that grabs people's hearts. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do together when we write together. That's and yeah, I, I was just going to say that it's lovely to receive um, statuettes and to be honored at banquets yeah. and um, to be written about. But in reality, <laughs> the the biggest, most inspiring thing is the ability to tell their stories. It's very humbling. That's always a very good feeling mm-hmm. to be able to be the voice that you're actually telling somebody else's story and you're giving them the ability to be heard. Like with animals, you know, you get that the saying, man's best friend. Well, that's very true because we're there to to love them and to be their best friend and to be their voice for other people and it's it's just so great well thank you very much mary for being with us here today and we look forward to hearing about all of your successes and to check out more about mary and her endeavors and her books that are coming out visit her website at marynethery.com that's m-a-r-y-n-e-t-h-e-r-y.com for more info Learn more about the Parrot Festival featuring the book giveaway of Brooke's book, The Adventures of Blue Ocean Bob. Visit StarStyleRadio.net and click on Events. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Kaisine Kelly. Also during the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be the Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Asia Gonzalez, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of forgiveness. And I'm Kaisine Kelly. Next up, we are going to talk a little more about our theme for this week, which is the gift of forgiveness. So the first question we're going to talk about is why we should be forgiving. So um, just a little bit on that for me. I think it's really important to be forgiving just because it's important to not hold on to things in the past. I think that a lot of times, if you are weighed down by the things in your past, it prevents you from being able to move on. What do you think, Asia? I think I completely agree with you because I think that's very important for us to be able to move on towards the future because our past, it's in the past for a reason. We're not supposed to think about it anymore. Um, If we have to, then we should get it over with as soon as possible and get rid of the negativity in our life and finally realize that this isn't meant to be in our lives. It's not allowing yourself to be happy if you're holding on to something like that. So once you let that go, it kind of allows you to move on with your life and kind of um, allow better things to happen with, uh, with you in your life. Because I think if you hold on to stuff like that, it kind of attracts 
negative vibes towards you because you're always so filled with resentment that you can't um, allow yourself to be happy at that moment. I totally agree. And going off of that, um, I think forgiveness goes beyond just forgiving other people for when they've Mm -hmm. done something wrong to you, but also being able to forgive yourself. So this could be the littlest thing, like maybe you didn't study for a test and so you didn't do as well as you wanted to. And it's about moving on and saying that was one moment in a sea of a billion moments or it's something Mm -hmm. bigger where um, you have a larger regret and just being able to say, okay, that's in the past. Um, I need to move on. And being a kind of literary geek myself, one of my favorite books is East of Eden by John Steinbeck. And oh, one of the such main, a good book. Yeah, and one of the main ideas in it is the idea of Tim Shell, or the idea of you have the choice and the power to move on from your past and um, not condemn mm-hmm. yourself to that. And so the reason it's one of my favorite books is because I think it's so applicable to so many different situations. Just having... Just knowing that you have that power to choose what you hold yourself to and what you don't hold yourself to, and sometimes it's good to just move on. Mm-hmm. It allows yourself to really understand what your mistakes were, and once you realize the wrong choice that you made or something that just didn't go well, you uh, kind of realize that, you know, I won't make that mistake again, so whenever that situation comes up again, I'll make a different choice, and hopefully that choice is better. Exactly. And I think it's all about just putting things in perspective. I know a lot of times when I make a mistake or I do something wrong in that moment, it can seem like the worst thing ever. It's just like, um, like the end of the world. <laughs> exactly. You're like, oh, no, yeah. like, every, like my whole life will come to a halt after this. But just realizing that um, I guess life is made up of a series of mistakes and successes. And in order to have those successes, mm-hmm. um feel even sweeter you need those mistakes um which kind of reminds me of another book I read I don't remember the title but it was repa- I was um comparing um like a pencil so if one side of the pencil is all the good things that have happened to you and the other side of the pencil is the bad things no matter how you cut the pencil um there is always one side and the other so no matter what part of life there is you're always going to have the bad and the good and you can't have the good without having the bad and vice versa which I think is really important to keep into mm-hmm. perspective. That's, yeah. Um, it's, it's a balance. Yes, really. exactly. Exactly. And so sometimes you have like longer periods of your life where things are going really well and then something just gets you down. And we all have down days, but it's about being able to pick yourself up and say, okay, I forgive myself. Um, whatever mistake I made is just a small mistake, no matter how big it seems in this moment. Um, but going off of that, do you think that forgiving should be easy? Um, and is it easy? I think that it's definitely not easy. And if it was easy, it wouldn't be such a controversial topic of, you know, should we forgive and should we not forgive? If it was easy, I think everybody would forgive somebody for the wrong that they've done to that person or for the wrong that that person did to them. But I think it's a good thing it's not easy because it's something that challenges our character it shows who we really are and it shows what kind of person we really are so when you are choosing to forgive somebody you are showing that you are courageous enough to put yourself out there like that and make yourself as vulnerable as you just did when you forgave that person and it shows how compassionate you are and it shows how willing you are to let go of something and move on so it doesn't really it I believe that it shouldn't be easy. And if it, if it is, it's 
not as special as we kind of view it uh-huh. to be. You know, forgiveness is something that's very, yeah, very important uh, between it's, all of us human uh, as human beings. It's definitely something that requires strength, personal strength, um, which reminds me of a quote by Gandhi, which is. Um, forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. So I think a lot of times, like you said, um, when you forgive someone or you choose to let's um, accept, uh, accept someone's apology, you might kind of feel, I think it's um, natural instinct to feel kind of weak, like, oh, I'm letting them like move on when I don't think they deserve to mm-hmm. be like uh, forgiven. But being able to forgive someone is something that says, okay, I, I myself am ready to move mm-hmm. on from this. And it's never good to get held up in the past. And so I think it's really important always to remember that you have the power to forgive. You don't have to always hold these grudges because that just puts more weight on you. No matter what, the deed has been done and being able to forgive is mm-hmm. the most important part. Yeah, I think that brings us into our next question. Should you always forgive no matter what the circumstances? So what do you what are your views on that? Should you always forgive somebody no matter what they did to you? Um, that's a tricky question. I think it's, it's more very about, tricky. I think it's more about acceptance um, for yourself. So definitely like if you see someone or you're harmed by someone in such a way that um, kind of is irreversible, like that friendship you see from now on can't really be um, brought back, then it's important to just say okay move on so I I think it's like there's different levels of forgiveness so in that case when um that wrong can't really be made right and you've been hurt beyond repair the best thing to do is to just say I'm not going to harbor any um I'm not going to go out of my way to make this person's life worse but I'm just going to live my life in my own like separate bubble and I think that's totally appropriate um yeah that's okay there was an incident last year at my school where a bunch of boys created a um, Google document that um, where they would type up um, very, uh, very bad things about like the girls in our class that were just inappropriate and not appropriate for school. And when that document was released, um, it put a lot of hurt out. So I think in situations like that, it's important to just say not necessarily forgiveness, but um, acceptance and putting that kind of behind you, but learning your lesson from that about who to trust. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you, Asia, for discussing this important topic with me today. As always, all good things must come to an end. And this show gave us an in-depth look at the power of forgiveness. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, Mike. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Kysine Kelly. And I'm Asia Gonzalez, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be forgiving, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Star 
stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself.